Hi, it's Paul. Hi, it's Damo. And it's time for the PD Sports Podcast. With Damo and Paul. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 32 of the PD Sports Podcast. Once again, it has been a monstrous weekend of sport and I'm joined by Damo. How are you going, Not boy? bad, mate. Not bad at all. I'm sleep deprived. There is too much sport on, but I love it. You love it. We all love it. It's been a very good weekend though, let's be honest. And uh, I can't wait to get into this podcast, Paul, because this one's based around a certain, a certain game of football that happened that I'm quite happy with. Yeah, exactly. And I think this is probably the first time I've, I've managed to be prepared on a Monday fully. So I feel confident enough to be able to, to give my thoughts and views on the main game that we're going to cover. But it has been a big weekend. I'm going to just start off the bat and apologise if my audio sounds a little bit different because my weekend has been quite big um, and I'm still recovering. So bear with You're me right, today, mate. tonight, when you are listening. But we're just going to dive straight in. And I want to start off... With probably the one game, I've watched the goals because there were so many goals in this game that I didn't even bother watching the like the mini match because I felt like there was no need to. But Chelsea Norwich, and I was thinking this could be just a four four niller, no Lukaku, no Timo Werner, but to put seven past, missing two of your main boys up front and the, one of your most experienced defenders in the team, that was a performance that that really took my breath away on Saturday night. What were your thoughts from that game? Uh, I just thought that it just shows how poor Norwich are. <laughs> I Yeah, I feel for I him. really do feel for him. I feel like that it kind of suited Chelsea not to have Lukaku and it suited Chelsea to not have Timo because all of a sudden they had guys that kind of moved in and out of spaces and dropped into the half spaces. Yet again, it could have been just Norwich looking poor. But I just feel like they yeah. look fluid once again instead of what they've looked like in the last few weeks in the Prem. So, look, they scored seven. Damo had probably the only Chelsea player that didn't get a return in fantasy. <laughs> that was Zesby. Uh, but, uh, Helped you anyway. Yeah, Livermento came off my bench. I can't complain. But, uh, yeah, look, I, I don't think there's much really to say. Just Chelsea are a good footballing side. This should not shock us. It only shocks us because yeah. Lukaku wasn't there on the day. He would have scored probably three or four. Yeah, and I think for me it was just seeing Mason Mount really step into that role on the left. Like, there's there's no reason why he can't do that long term. Um, obviously, they, they've got options, which doesn't help him. Uh, but I, I think that similar to Pogba, that's that's the position where I I see him playing his best football is is on the left. And if they're going to play a three four three, then realistically he probably deserves that spot over Werner, who's looked good recently and. You still got guys like Zayech that came on and looked alright on the right too. So, like Pulisic needs to find a way into this team. So, for me, the three four three looks like it's going to be the way forward. And if they're going to just turn up and play that way, then they're going to be one of the more dangerous sides of of the competition. So, again, look out for Chelsea. They've had a bit of a hiccup, but I think they're looking pretty dangerous all, at the all moment. All good sides have hiccups and. That, that yeah, doesn't matter. It's a long season. Yeah, and it's all about long season longevity. How do you perform over the full 38 games? You don't win a title the first five games of the season. You don't lose a title first five games or so of the season. Yeah. Um, for, yeah, that's fair. I just feel you can never write Chelsea off out of this title race because of the squad. Like, Pulisic can't even get into the team. He's unreal. Zayac pre season this season looked like he was going to be nailed on for Chelsea, then he gets injured. Um, it, 
it's it's a squad that you look at that's going to beat most sides in the Premier League this season. Uh, I just look at it and I go, imagine if they had Lukaku or Werner, it would have been more. My answer to that is maybe we will never know. Probably not. But no. I feel like that was the perfect team to play against Norwich. Because it, it, it made a bit more yeah it made Norwich move around. Like I feel like when they play with Lukaku, it becomes a little bit more stagnant. Because Lukaku, yeah. Lukaku doesn't move. He's not a false 90. But Tuchel doesn't mind that. And he offers you a different quality Lukaku. You bounce off him. You'll slide someone in. You then turn. You turn. Get into the box. Bang. There's your man, right? Where if you watch the goals against Norwich, it's all free-flowing movement. And I reckon that's the best Chelsea looked. And like God, I always harp on about the Champions League goal that won in the Champions League from Havertz. It was all free-flowing movement. A run from Werner that dragged a defender away. Havertz filled the space to ball through. And there you go, right? And I feel like yeah. that's what Chelsea's a bit known for. And I feel like if Lukaku played, I actually feel like it would have helped Norwich, not maybe to win or get a point, but would have helped Norwich probably defend a little better knowing that. Not concede Yeah, seven. I, I just yeah. feel like the focal point would have been there. Who knows? Look, I had to take a four-point hit on fantasy because Lukaku would have been my captain for this. And maybe, we'll never know, Lukaku might have scored five. But... I personally think that that was the perfect team to play against Norwich because of the movement. We saw it, they smacked seven. And to be quite fair, it could have been ten. Could have been, that's the thing. Um, I just think Havertz deserves a, a long run at starting up front, especially now that Lukaku's injured. It gives him an opportunity. But every time I've seen him play that striker role for Chelsea, he's looked, he's looked competent and he's looked good. So I don't understand why we haven't seen it enough I think now's the time for him I to feel really like he'll get his moment make that spot he'll get his moment um, yeah. and like I thought he was really good to be fair because I've watched uh, the mini match of this game watched the 30 minute match of this game because I feel like well we're going to talk about it I have to watch it um, and his movement is what's unbelievable because he creates space yeah. for others now I know a lot of people took a gamble him on fantasy Premier League um, and he got no return because he didn't get an assist he didn't get a goal and that doesn't dictate if he doesn't get a goal or assist how well he plays. It's like for me, Bobby. Yeah, yeah Bobby scored exactly. a hat-trick last week, but Bobby doesn't do that every time. It's the movement <laughs> that Bobby creates. It's the pressure Bobby puts on. And I feel like Havertz, maybe not the pressure side, but the movement he gives that Chelsea front free is huge because it allows you know a midfielder run beyond, a winger to cut inside. You know, a, Gives yeah. Mount or whoever space to do what they need to do And if the well. winger cuts inside, the full-back then bombs on. The wing-back, it's... It, it, it looks really good. You see how that impacts Ben Chilwell. He scored three and three now oh, as well as a left back. It's, it's mental. He scored the most goals in the... Oh, well, not now because me yeah. out. But at the, to- at the time Chilwell scored his goal, he was their leading goal scorer. And, he, and he's only played three he, games. He's, uh, so he's, it, a, he's a... That's for me. That's the stat for me that's dangerous. I've had 14 goal scorers in the league already. Yeah, I know. And for me, that is massive because I really, really feel that a lot of their players can continue on with that. It's not just the case of, oh, they've all just popped up with one. It's more the yeah. fact that they all look dangerous. And when Tuchel gets it right on the day and when, um, you know, the boys on the park play it perfectly, the system, and we've seen it in other games. Uh, I believe it was the Arsenal game that absolutely looked like they are going to kill Arsenal at stages and put fire past Arsenal. Um, it, when they played to their potential, it looks like the fullback could cross it to the other fullback. Who's going to score at the back stick? Yeah. You know, and I'm like a wing back or whatever you want to call it, or, you know. Um, How good was Reese James' goal, oh too? God. The composure, the dink. Yeah. Plays like a winger, you know what I mean? It, it, like, it's, and it's, then Ben Chilwell smashes his into the bottom corner. It just creates so many problems for opposition teams because 
that they go forward with five every and time. It's, it's how, good to how watch. Do you stop and it? It's not like that. It is great to it, watch. It's, it's superb. I, I love watching Chelsea at the minute. And then they have two guys sitting in the middle of the park. Kovacic, what a player, huh? Like, yeah. I, I've said. Dictates I everything. Said, I said that when they played against Arsenal, I reckon, because that game sticks out in my mind. It was round two or round three? And, like. Yeah, it was early yeah on. and just. Oh. He just dictates everything, he, doesn't he's just he? So he's so good. He's, he's calm. He doesn't turn the ball so, over. He's so underrated as well. And I'm like, man, this. He just picks the spaces for the fullbacks. Like, the amount of times he just puts that ball out in front of James and Chilwell and it creates. It gives the runners every every opportunity to, to get in behind. It just opens up teams like crazy. So it's awesome. Very. Uh, Dom's been talking about him for quite a while. I never really gave him the, the credit he probably deserved. Until this year, I've really I tried love to watch him a little play. bit more. And, He's one of my favourite midfielders yeah. to watch at the minute in the Prem, and that says a lot. And Kante's back to being Kante. what Kante does best. And that well. allows Kovacic to create more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 100%, because they've got the coverage there. So, again, they've got the depth. We haven't even seen Sal, you know what I mean, really? No, we haven't. And that's what's scary. That, for me, that's what's scary. The fact that such a hyped player from this transfer window hasn't had a, an opportunity to step in and and show what he's capable of as well. Whether they, they might not sign him long-term because he can't break in the team. And I think like they're giving Chalabar chances ahead of him. So there must be something going on there where they're not prepared to give him an opportunity. But their depth is what's going to be key. It's huge. It's... They, can cover, they, they can cover injuries. Like you're talking three major injuries from their starting 11 and they don't look any weaker. They look stronger. they've still got guys coming back. Yeah, they look stronger. It looks like the team's more balanced without the big boys, but... Um, look, I think they're going to be incredible. Like, yeah, if Chelsea can keep this up, we're in for one hell of a title race because City don't look like slowing down, and uh, well, and our, and us, we 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 fast well, They look great too. I don't want to talk on City too Nor much. Nor do I. Cruzy four one, easy. But Jesus, how good is Phil Foden? Oh my again? god! And he played in the nine as well, and he looked unreal there too. I need to get, I need yeah, to, need to get him in on fantasy because I got Jack Grealish. So that was the wrong punt. Yeah, well, it's hard to pick. Bernardo Silva as well looked fantastic. He always looks so good. He always looks good. That's the problem though, Pep Roulette. Yeah, that's, that's the only reason I don't get back in, but who knows. We can talk about that oh, another yeah. time, I feel, because there's so much that's happened. Big one for me, Watford, 2-1 down after a drubbing last week, could have put, thrown the towel Ranieri, in, away from home as the well. The big thing for me is Ranieri, Ranieri pulled off Saar to start that comeback. And I would have thought if there was yeah. anyone at Watford in that squad that would have been the one to lead that comeback, it would have been Ismail Saar. But credit where credit's due. Yeah. And that's where good managers make decisions that you go, really? Decisions. And then they pay off and yeah. you're like, right, well, that worked. And that's what it was. He, he's gone there. He's gone, I'm, I'm the tinker man. I know what's up. I, I've known enough about football. Yeah, you're not having your best today. Yeah, you're not doing what I want. I don't care you're the best player here at the football club. You're off. I love that. I just don't think I don't think any of the goals were spectacular. I think Everton's defending was actually more dreadful. Like yeah, yeah, it was it dreadful. Was they, I mean, it, it was it was it came from desperation. I think the the pressure got to them. Home crowd on their back, two one up, shouldn't be dropping it. And I think you could see the desperation. All it was was Michael Keane and the rest just really just overcommitting. It was. It was silly. They were sliding in for everything. Two, I think two of Josh King's goals come because he just does a little ball roll. And Def- just shifts his body to his gone. left hand side. Yeah, and the defender's gone. Yeah, and the defender slides yeah, through yeah. or overcommits. And look, that still takes composure from um, King. Josh yeah, King. Yeah, 100%. But it was just, when I was watching that game back, I was like, oh my God, just stay with him. Like, why are you. 
I mean, in the moment, it's hard. Like, because I've been in that same position, and you you want to do your best to to get in front of the ball, but it was just so predictable. But look, to put five, to put what did they put four goals in the last twelve minutes? It's, it's just incredible. Crazy. Look, I think there's got to be yeah. an element of like, well done, Watford, and congratulations, and whatever. Oh, 100%. But I think if you're Rafa Benitez at the minute, and considering you're a defensively minded coach, he is already yeah. got a bolding head. Uh, I'm very surprised that it has not all fallen out at the minute because he's probably watching this Everton side so go, oh, I would not cop this if I was at a different club. And like, I just look at them trying to defend and I'm like, it's not Rafa Benitez-esque. No, Rafa's side's usually set yeah. up. They sit a bit deeper. They show people into like wider areas, really block out the middle. Very Atletico Madrid sort of like, right? That's what we've going to live that under Rafa as Liverpool fans back in the day. And it looks like Everton are just doing the complete opposite. They just overcommit, show people inside, channel them towards goal, which is what you're not, what you're not taught to do. And I'm like, is it a case of like the Everton players not understanding what Rafa wants? Or I don't yeah. know. And like they started the season well too, but we we expected Rafa to keep more clean sheets. They started the season well because they were banging in goals. And now that they don't have their star-studded men, and they have got a big injury list there at Everton at the minute, I'm not here to bang on Everton here as well. It was good to see well. Richarlison come back and score Which as is well. A, nice yeah, header. very nice setup. But um, I feel like without those big boys there, Richarlison, DCL, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, then they're in trouble. Like, I, yeah. I, and I feel for Rafa. And if it's not for Damari Gray, they're not creating chances. No, not at all. Because once again, he looked fantastic. But I don't understand why he can't run out a full game because he literally gets... He always gets pulled off. Like take, he gets pulled off with 10 to go every game. Uh, unless there's an agreement there that they're going to ease him in and they say, look, give us 80 minutes of 100% instead of 90 minutes at 80%. Maybe that's the agreement. But I just think he's been there spark this whole time without DCL and... Richarlison, leave him on. Imagine the front three of Gray, Richarlison, and Calvert Lewin when all yeah. fit. Yeah, like, like, there's, there's potential there. There's, there's potential there. in that uh, evidence squad. And I do think Benitez is the right man to get the best out of him. I just. Yeah, I agree. I just feel he needs some defensive reinforcements because they just look that poor at the back, or they need to listen up and just go, hey. You know, Rafa says, let's yeah. do this, do it. Because I've never seen a Rafa side defend like that, ever. Yeah, same. And it was just panic, panic stations. Well, for me, not even watch Liverpool. Go back to when he was at Newcastle, they looked defensively solid every game. Was, yeah, it might just be a personnel. I think it is. I, just, I look, I look at Everton's squad list and I go, defensively, they do not look like a team that can defend. Like, Digne is very good, but very aggressive and attacking. And then who's the, who's the next best... Defender there, like really, Gary Mina, and like I would back, you know, for instance, and this is going to be a bit of overkill. I would back Muhammad Salah to score free past Gary Mina every day of the week. Then Gary Mina keeping him out, and like now Muhammad Salah is probably the best player in the Prem at the minute. But I'd go and liken that to Ismail Saar, and I'd be like, well, Saar's got him for speed, and he can go left and right. And if Mina commits, it's all over. And I'm like, well, that's Ismail Saar. Go to another club. Let's just go pick out a random club. Uh, let's go... Leon Bailey, Aston Villa. He would do the same thing to him. You know, yeah. like... I, I, I look at that evidence squad and I go, nah, I don't see it. Missing some big pieces. Yeah, they are. They sort of start well and they fade away and that's just what's going to happen this year. I, I think. think that too. All righty, a couple of little other points. Callum Wilson a saves a point again. What a goal. What a freak, huh? Yeah, oh, Paul, your timing is unreal. 
<laughs> you just said Callum Wilson, the yeah, good, and he just scored for me on FM. Unreal, what timing. Oh my God. Um, yeah, uh, but um, what a what a what a goal. Let's be honest, huh? Like, yeah, that's a lot harder of a scissor kick. I feel than the ones that come off a cross that come at speed because it's all instinctive. Like, yeah. secondly, he's got to, ge- to generate. Yeah, the force. he's got to generate his own power over his own head because the ball's got no movement to it whatsoever. It's just sitting there, right? Which probably it's easy for him to probably get up and make contact, but you still got to be able to put that with power into an area where the keeper ain't got to get it. And there's a guy there too. He just puts it top in. It is unreal. And yeah. I do I do say this a lot. And he, he's been one of my favourites for a while, Callum Wilson. I just think he is incredibly good. Like, I really... Deserves to be at a better club than Oh, yeah, I really do. And I actually hope with this Newcastle money and whoever they sign uh, as manager... By the way, there's a... F- and put a team they, they, They've got a few million managers that have... Uh, Apparently been lining up in the Newcastle door at the minute, but uh, that may be yeah. for a different pod. Um, if they build a team around him in Saint Maxim, there's goals there, and they just have to sort out what's going yeah. on at the back. <clears throat> yeah, hundred percent agree there, and I think that will probably cover our next international break because I don't see the the real pieces being put in place before then. No, so I don't either. We'll leave that one for there. Spurs are doing Spurs type things again. They're, they're still they're still trying to figure out what formation and system they want to play, and it's not like Man. Nuno to be like that. I feel like what Nuno's done is he's come with his idea to play what he wants to play. Hasn't worked. Hasn't worked. Realised he doesn't have the players to play it, and has gone well. I now need to do something about this, um, and try to change still system. And didn't work either. For me, if it wasn't for Human yeah. Son there at the minute, then they would be in big trouble. However, if you're a Spurs fan listening to this, your fixtures turn really good in about two game weeks, and then you play like all the bottom five or whatever, you need to go out there and win five games straight if you want to do anything this year, for me, personally. Yeah. Yeah. And they have to do it in a convincing way, too. Yeah. I still can't believe Deli Ali can't get in the team. That just shows just, how far off the pace he is. If, yeah, it's a weird one, isn't he? If Mourinho and Nuno can't find a way to get the best out of him, then that tells me that it's just not happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. But who knows? Anyway, the big one. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because this is going to be the whole pod. Liverpool. Oh, mate, this is my favourite LFC game I've ever watched. And, like, you're a bed, I do not blame you. But me and Zach... Yeah, I need Me to. and Zach, Yassel Zach, Zachy, my boy, we were laughing our heads off in chat last night, or uh, well, this morning, I should say. And just to sum it all up, Damien is on two hours of sleep, thanks for watching that. And I do not care, because I've been on a high all day. That was a first half of just complete, complete and utter A domination B. That is just some of the worst defending I've ever seen at Premier League level. Yeah. Like, is it the, se- is it the second goal between Maguire and Shaw? That, yeah, but it's That's just, something I wouldn't even expect in like a Monday just spacing. Oh, just... Yeah. And the first goal was just horrid as well. Because the press... They are absolutely The press dreadful. for the first goal was so funny to watch. It was more the fact. It was more the fact that I think they just were living in that Bruno chance. Like they hadn't even transitioned out of. And look, and to be oh, fair, Bruno probably should have scored. scored there. Yeah, and then it's literally we just go down the other end, pick one ball. Salah goes, "Thanks for coming." Here's Nabby, score again, big dog. Yeah. And he, I just want to put a little side note out. 
he looked great again, didn't Nabby, he? Until to the injury, the challenge. Oh, yeah. I, I really, yeah. really hope that he's okay. Not serious. I agree because he's been he's been fantastic this last month. And yeah, we've all he's been great. And look, we all know that Nabby had this quality, but you at the start of the season were saying that he would be one that you would probably sell. And I don't blame you for saying that as well, by the way, at the time. I didn't want to sell him. It was just that we hadn't seen it for so yeah. long. That was a problem. But we've always said there's a footballer there. And it looks yeah, like that we're finally getting a lot out of it. And that's probably why Klopp in the end, you know, he probably didn't want to let... Um, no, let... Uh, what's his name go in the middle of the park? Genie go. But he probably knew that this would be the way to get Nabby in. Yeah. And like, for me, it's just incredible. Yeah, he's, he's been incredible. He's really blowing my mind at the moment. Oh, yeah, he's been up as midfielder. Yeah, Jotter on the score sheet again too. Oh, so great to so see. Richly. And like for me, it was oh, look. We, we're going to talk more about United here, aren't we? In a second, but Yota is. I didn't even think we were amazing. That's the sad thing. I didn't thing. think we were amazing. We just punished. We punished United, we who were dreadful. We, we weren't amazing at all, but we deserved what we got as well. Because yeah, well, we United, took the foot off the gas after fifty-five. Oh, that's minutes. a red card. We're playing against ten men. We kind of just said, "Okay, game over. We're just going to knock the ball around." Yeah, exactly. That's it. We have mercy on you because really, on a different day, we could have scored ten. Yeah, well, and I like that. I'm not if even we being really wanted to put him to score. Yeah, I'm not even being like over the top with that. I really think we could have scored ten. I think there was an eye on the midweek game yeah. this week with the cup. I as think well. so too. I think there was. I think so too. And I, don't don't kill yourselves. That would have been probably the message at half time, and then to score an early one in the second half just, it would have been just like, makes yeah, it even easier. Another hat trick from Muhammad Salah, just like oh my god, fantasy captain. He's the best player in the oh world. Oh my god, he is. If, don't even don't even come near that at the moment with anyone else. He, He's playing on another if level. If he was uh, if he wasn't the best player in the world, I would love to see someone's argument and tell me who is at the minute. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because look, I don't see who else in world football is doing what he's doing consistently and no he scored more goals than half the league I'm just putting it out there I'm putting it out there he's the best Premier League player to ever play in the Premier League era ever it's just hands down I've been saying it for a year now it's gaining momentum I'm getting other people now telling me that that's probably going that way I'm telling you now by the stats, and he's now just. Re- it's, it's crazy to see that he's still probably. He like just two, beat Jumper's record. The top he's still. just beat Jumper's record for the most goals in the Premier League by an African player. Yeah, yeah, I reckon that was ticked off again. That's another record that Salah now has got. I think he has eight Premier League records now. Like. So what does he? What does he need to beat Shearer? To- like, total the, goals. He's just scored his hundred. How many did Shearer uh, get? Uh, Shearer's probably in the threes. In the twos. Two hundred odd. Uh, I'll find out for you. Is that Shearer. Find out on it. Yeah, so I reckon Shearer's around the two hundred mark, and everyone's been talking about Harry Kane being the one to break to it. Break I'm that. telling but you, at the minute, Salah in four or five years has a hundred and three now. I think you two hundred and sixty goals, three hundred and twenty-four goal involvements, two sixty yeah. goals. That's a lot. That is a I'm lot. telling you. That's someone who spent his whole career in the Premier League, and that's probably where it's going to get Salah because he's obviously only come back in his prime years. But, you know, if he can get near that 210, 220 bracket in seven, eight years, that's, you know, as good as being the top goal scorer in Premier League history, I reckon. And you make the argument that he hasn't been in the league half the time that Shearer was. Yep. You know, 
I think that's where the numbers you, you got to look at the numbers and interpret it you know in the way that's going to suit your argument but he's just playing at a level that's just unbelievable oh, he's been incredible and bar injury doesn't look like he's going to slow down oh, look, he's, he's superbly fit he keeps himself well in shape um, yeah he uh, he's, he can do it with both feet now who would have thought um yeah. I'm just like, and the just keeps adding strings to the body, yeah, doesn't he? Like, and the things he makes defenders do, he makes defenders look silly, and like, like what Aaron Robin did in his prime, yeah. isn't it? Very Robin. Yeah, it is. It's Robin esque. It's Messi esque. It's whoever you want to put in those elite winger. Like it's, it, yeah. it's scary how good he is. It is really scary, and like I really do feel for the fact that he plays for Liverpool Football Club in the sense that he doesn't get the recognition he probably deserves. Oh, you. You'd think by now. You would hope. He probably yeah, would. and look, if he yeah. doesn't, if he's not in the conversation slash or winning next year's Ballon d'Or, he has to be. He has to be winning the Ballon d'Or. We've only got two months yeah. left. This calendar year, so he was part of the, you know part of the reason of our turnaround last year, last yeah, season. Yeah, I don't to get in the Champions. I don't League. think he wins the one coming up because I think they base it on last season. But he probably wins the one. No, it's it's even. It's it's a split. It's from January to well, January. I'm telling, so. I'm telling you, then he's a cheeky little. He's he's made his run late. It's like they've turned. You're like four. You want to be making your run late yeah. anyway because it's recency bias. It's it, 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 it's like he's they've turned 400 meters from home. And, you know, Lewandowski, Messi, Ronaldo, they're all on their horses and it looks like a 3-4 horse race. And then, you know, it's a soft eight at Randwick and he's pulled out wide like 9 inch wide, but there's a drop with a piece of track and he's just bolting home. And you're like, yeah. he's at like 25 to 1, you're riding him home in front of your TV, slapping away. And I'm telling you, it, it, it is remarkable how well this run is from him for this Ballon d'Or, if he can win this one. Yeah. I just don't think he wins it because they're going to all say, oh, it's only been the start of this little period. And I feel like people that will vote for the Ballon d'Or would say, yeah, sure. But if he doesn't win, not the one coming up, but the one after, based on how he started yeah. this season alone... Well, the thing is, yeah. though, he has to carry the form into January and beyond. Well, look, I'm thing, if, so. if Liverpool go on to win the Premier League, which I think is a very good... On his back. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying it's a good probability, but I'm saying there's a realistic chance. There's a good chance that it could happen because Liverpool are going to be in the conversation. Yeah, I'd agree. Right? And then I'm putting it out there that... If Liverpool can do that, they're probably, if they stay injury-free, are going to be in and around for the Champions League on the base of, you know, not just Salah's form, everyone else's form. Defensively, we look unbelievably good, touch wood. The good thing is everyone's everyone's contrib- like contributing oh, at the moment so as well. So last week it was Bobby. The week before it was Mane. This week it well, was Well, look, look at the team like we lined up. No Matip and usually Virgil and Matip are the two that you go to in the Fabinho big games. No well. Fabinho, who, which you would have said last season and was highlighted every time he didn't start but in the middle of the half, we looked shaky, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then Thiago. no Mane on the left, no Thiago either in the middle of the park. And you had Navigator Jordan Henderson and James Milner. I said it uh, maybe the last podcast. That looks like the midfield three that I feel Klopp would go to if everyone's fit in a big game at the minute. Because the, they're the ones that have got the minutes. Under they're the ones. I feel That's like thing, I feel like you probably dropped me enough for. No, Kurt, well, Curtis came on, yeah. didn't he, for yeah. Naby? And like, and that was a good shout. No, Harvey, who was starting in that midfield like as started, well. Yeah, he, and he, he will come back towards the end of the, the towards the um, end of the season. He shouldn't be too nah, far. He was only nah, yeah, he should, so I was trying to say towards the end of. Uh, I'd say after yeah, Christmas, the end of the year, yeah, not not, the, not the end of the season. Apologies, but um, yeah, I look at it and I go, you know what. You know what? I really, really, really like how good we look. 
I don't want to scream it from keep the rooftops. And we've gone a little... Just keep chipping look, away. we were a bit underrated. Now I feel like everyone's looking at us going, hang on a second, what's going on here? And I'd be like, well, nothing much yeah. has changed from when we won the Premier League and we finished runners up the city with 96 points or whatever. Exactly. Like, it was just half our squad was missing yeah, last year. Yeah, so... I've always got to give us a chance. And I'm just going to relate it back to Salah. If we win the Champions League, the Premier League, or the cha- or the Champions League FA Cup, or the Premier League FA Cup and go deep in the Champions League, he wins the Ballon d'Or. But, yeah. but don't write him out. Don't write him off. He's going to find his not, you know, nine lengths wide at Randwick on the dry, drying track to come home and win this Ballon d'Or. Who knows? But uh, there you are. It, it could be interesting. I think from a Liverpool perspective, that was really all that happened for us. It was oh, just look, there was not much. through the third gear, all game, no, I did, good counter-attacks, did you, man. The Henderson ball. Oh, my God, for Salah's oh, goal? Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Tiago-esque. Yeah, outside of the foot. It was pretty much the same ball Mo played for Mane last week, practically, yeah. just in a different, yeah, area, different area of the pitch. Yeah, different area of the pitch. But just the, that's the thing like the fact that we're, we're talking about seven of the starting um, 11 that are, are contributing in a big way that's that's the big that's the thing for me that's just showing that we're we're ticking nicely it's it's not the Mo Mane show like it had to be last year and that's the difference and that's it takes why a bit of pressure I'm off that confident as well yeah and there's you know the goal I mean Naby scored what Three in the last four or five, and two in yeah, two. How, so when you're getting goals from yeah. mi- midfield, yeah, it's amazing. Then it helps. Well, big that's time. actually a side note, Paul. Is the fact how much more forward Nubby's getting, and like we've seen yeah, it. Yeah, he's really bombing. yeah. Like we've seen it in like games where he goes forward, or we've seen it where he goes on a bit of a run or whatever. But before he joined Liverpool, it's that genie role. Yeah, isn't well, it? bef- it's really that genie. Well, before role. he joined Liverpool, he always used to bomb on, right? And then when he joined Liverpool, we played he, almost like a ten at Leipzig. Yeah, and then it's been a bit whatever. Now he looks like, now yeah. that Genie's gone, he's got that confidence and he knows that he's probably nailed on at the minute. And God forbid he's injured for a while because, let's be honest, it was a pretty horrible challenge and he should have been sent off without VAR, Pogba. Um, yeah. We, uh, we're getting a new lease of life out of him. It allows us to play a 4-3-3 because it's like playing for 10 because he just gets that far forward. Yeah. He gets beyond the striker, you know. Bobby. And he has the energy. It's like Chelsea, you know, Bobby Bobby drops in, the other one goes... Cater goes beyond. It's like, you know, if Habits drops in deeper, it's one of the midfielders that go beyond or the winger that cuts inside. It's it's good movement. And, like, I love it. it, it, it well, you look really good yeah. without blowing our own horn. I agree. I agree. And our fixtures are okay um, over the next few weeks too. Yeah, so, we've got a couple you we've know. got a couple interesting games. But, um, look, for me, it's just about ticking them off. And at the minute, you know, it, we'll finish talking about Liverpool because we do want to talk about United more in this pod, to be fair. But yeah, um, that's the, the the UCL. I'm just gonna tick it off with Liverpool. Was the UCL? We've won three from three. We just beat Atletico and Atletico, which we haven't done in years. That was a big one. So that was a I'm just, just gonna put it out there that we are quietly ticking along. Maybe not as quietly anymore because Salah's doing Salah things. Uh, just, just yeah. Uh, I'm very happy. Yeah, same. All right, let's shift it over to the home Here we side. Go. This um, is waiting for all day. Let's just, uh, just let's just. I looked at the line. Looking at their lineup, I was I wasn't even threatened. No, I, I wasn't like, either. And like, I think that's where United side, United have fallen a bit because you used to get that bit of fear when you see a United lineup back in the day. You don't get that at the yeah. minute. Like for me, if it's like, well, if Ronaldo doesn't, uh, if Ronaldo doesn't, kill he doesn't us, offer him anything. Then, 
no one is. And like right now, for me, the most dangerous player is Rashford. Anyhow, right? And he, but he wasn't ready. They threw no, him in. He's played you one game. You don't know why they threw him in. It's because when he did the Trent, was that at Anfield? Last yeah, year. at Anfield, yeah. not the United fixture at home because at United, sorry, because that was when they had three injuries first half, right? Yeah, yeah, that was that crazy. That was that weird game that finished like nil nil or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, it's what he they threw him in for what he did against us at Anfield, and I don't understand. He wasn't I, I ready. Know Pogba gets sent off eventually, but how does Pogba not start on I the don't, left? Like you're talking a game where you need someone to pick a lock. Yeah, I agree. Ronaldo's not giving you movement. Rashford's not a creative player. He's more very direct. Why are people. you going with like Rashford and Ronaldo and Greenwood? The three of them are all very direct players, and it just didn't suit. And I, I don't look. I don't mind him starting Greenwood on the other side. I didn't mind that. For me, it was can't start Rashford and Greenwood. No, no, no. In that for game. me, it was more one has to give. It was, for me, it was more Rashford was not ready for this one. Well, he's not ready, right? Yeah. And what I've, what they should have done is been like, well, we know what Rashford can do against Trent. Put Pogba to start, be a little bit more defensively solid. If this game's in the balance, 75th minute, fresh Rashford on against a tiring Trent, off you go. Right? Imagine bringing on Sancho and Rashford with 20. Yeah, with the game in the balance. It, it never happened because, let's, yeah. be, let's be honest, uh, you know, Oli doesn't think like that. Fred's a shocking midfield partnership, oh, too. Yeah, we should have made them pay that Bobby chance on his left. Oh, yeah, 100%. As well, where he took it really wide. Yeah. Like what? Like I look at their midfield, and that's where I get confidence because I never feel like they're going to stop whatever we wanted to no, do. Like no, look, you know what I mean? Like looking at a Fred and McTominay midfield. They were all over the shop anyway, like, those two. And like we've been saying it for a long time, they need two midfielders. They need two guys in there. I don't understand how Von, Donny Van der Beek does not even get a game. Oh, I would love to, if there was one thing I could ask any manager this year other than Jurgen yeah. Klopp it would be what the hell has Donny done to not get in this team ever like every time I watch United they're, they're crying out for some someone that can drive with the ball from the midfield that allows Pogba to still play on the left and it's like Donny is the yeah, answer he's the to guy. their ability to build up and like I think their best two, if they're going to go four two three one, I think they should be playing four three three with Pogba on the left of the midfield like he did at Juventus yeah. I think that's the best way you then lose you got to find a way to get Bruno in the team that's the only downside do you go Pogba Bruno with McTominay just sitting they probably should but and then it's for me like Fred's meh is an okay squad player yeah. shouldn't be he shouldn't be starting us. like Fred shouldn't be starting in the Premier League for Manchester United let's be honest it's a no it's way. A, it's, man, it's, it's Man United. How are they not got better midfielders? And how have they stayed there for so long? Fred's been or there. Better Fred, Fred's been part of the furniture now. He has to be. He's yeah. one of those guys that you just click first thing you do when you load up Man United football manager and just go squad player. You know, yeah. like oh, it, it, it baffles me because I I get generally annoyed because I really do feel like there is a basis for United to be good. I do. And I feel like they're, yeah, they're at that point. The squad's at that point where I look at it and I go, you know what? There is a team there that can be built upon. There is a team there that yeah, has far. potential. There is a team that isn't too far, no. But the issue is, and the big issue is, is that they do not recruit in the areas that they need to recruit in. And it baffles me yeah, every it's time. Not, it's, not sexy to bring, it's not sexy to bring in a defensive midfielder. That's why. Not like bringing Ronaldo and Sancho and Varane in, you know what I mean? Like it's 
go away. If you're going to f- flop the money, the, like the Sancho, I have the only reason they signed him was the same reason they signed Ronaldo out of panic because they didn't want someone else in the league to get yeah, him. Yeah, 100%. Well, they, they signed Ronaldo because they didn't want him to go to Manchester City. But, um, did he? Look, for me, I couldn't. I couldn't believe they didn't go after another midfielder or two. And I actually think they need to because McTominay is another one. Like, good player to have around the squad. You know, he's not bad to fill in for a game or whatever. But not against Liverpool at Old Trafford, you know, and not being your yeah. regular starter. And I feel for the guy because he really wants to play for the badge. He's one of the very few that I look at and just go, yeah. But there's no hard-nosed midfielder there at all. And, like, Donny van der Beek could be your runner and then you go sign someone that knows how to win a tackle, win the ball back and just distribute, you know... And like, you know, just break up play, and you're pretty settled. And we can we can already say yeah. that Fred cannot do that because look, let's be quite realistic. The goal against Everton never should have happened because Fred should have taken his man down on halfway. Professional fiat take the yellow card. Yeah. Instead, they go down the break and they score. Yeah. They need a midfielder. It's not they need a midfielder like that. The issue is, is that they're too top heavy. Where do you play Bruno? Where do you play Pogba? I'm gonna put it out there right now. The best thing that could happen to United is they sell Pogba. That's the best thing that happens. It fun. Well, it looks like he's going to run his contract. Like they should have sold him this window. Like they should have sold him, got in another midfielder, a bit more balanced to the team, and away you go. But I don't think that's how Ollie or the board wanted to work it. Yeah, and I don't know. Four three three seems the 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 option for me because it gives them that extra bit of solidity in the midfield because they just look like they just they just get so exposed they do and like they, they generally they generally do and they look really poor back there because like Luke Shaw wants to bomb on and then you see their shapes just all over oh, the place he, he because... got caught big time for the first goal which I yeah, understand that comes from exactly. a very poor press and it leaves it all shuffled across shuffled across shuffled across because you know the press breaks down but even then he the poor guy gets caught in no man's land and just, yeah, and just damn if you don't go to Salah, damned if you do go to Salah in the end of the day. And he went to Salah and, well, game over in the end of the day. But um, for me, I couldn't believe that they didn't sign another centre-back on top of Iran because I get Maguire's good and I get they want Maguire and Varane to play together. I understand that. And I can fathom that. I can understand why they would want to do that. Outside of that, yeah. is Lindelof good enough to play in the Premier League? At Man United? No. Is, um, uh, who else playing there at the back? You know? Eric Bay? No. Like, for me, there's no one there that can do it. Yeah, I'd have to agree. And, like, I don't, I don't fear their defence. I don't rate Juan Bissaka either. He just does dumb things. Oh, he doesn't offer you, he doesn't offer anything going forward. He's one of those guys like, that everyone's like, oh my God, one Bissaka because he's English. They hyped him up because he was yeah, quick. Yeah, he's English and he's quick. He was an expensive Hector Bellerin. Yeah, and like, I really, and he doesn't offer much no. going forward to be fair either. And like, No, he doesn't. Like, he offers nothing. Like, absolutely defensively nothing. Defensively, you can get at him. So Yeah, I mean, his recovery, his recovery is probably the only thing that he's got in his favour like he's able to get back into shape yeah because like none of the goals really come from him being exposed no nah, never that'd be the only thing I'd I'd say is that the right hand side is solid 
Varane's your left-sided centre-back, and obviously they missed him today. Um, Maguire's just a joke. Right. What he, he's he just... is very... In a big game, in a big moment, Harry Maguire looks like the type of guy that lets it get to him and he just makes the mistake. Because yeah, that second just, goal is inexcusable. You just never feel... Ca- like if I was a Man United supporter, I'd never feel comfortable with someone running at Maguire. No, nah, never. I would be the same. It's how I felt when we used to have to start Colo to a row. Oh, yeah. Just, He's you, not the you, one you wanted you to know, play. I love Colo. So and he gave, us a f- he gave us a few good years of service, but, you know... You knew the mistake you'd was You'd always coming. be thinking, when's this mistake yeah, coming? And that's how I feel with Harry Don't worry. It's when is the mistake yeah. coming? And he's your captain. Yeah, and, that, and it all stems from that, too. That's the problem. Yeah. For me, you could do a full squad analysis of United, but they're lacking a spine. I don't think the I don't think Ronaldo is the I don't answer think so for either. them. Well, we said it when he's... His his goal was well taken. I'll give him he that. He was unlucky that and I can't remember who was offside now. Someone in the build up was offside. Thought he um, was just offside when he gets the no, ball. No, it was someone top. else. Yeah, someone in behind him. Making a run that was dragging Canate away. I think that's how they justified the offside. That then it's not um, for me. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it's more the fact that Canate had to engage because the run was happening. So I think that's where they it came from. But he just doesn't, you know, look like he's ever gonna contribute to the build-up play, and that's what United need. They're not a team that's good enough no, to, look, you know, go we, that. We direct. said it when he signed that. that mm, you know, he's going to be okay, but he's not going to be the saviour or whatever. You know, and then he started the league running and everyone's like, oh my well, I God. Thought, I go. thought they were going to be better. I thought they were going to be better and be able to actually create for yeah. him with the I quality do too, they got up But front. if they're going to rely on him to create, it's not going to happen. No, that's not his role. No. He's never, he's he's not that, give me the ball out wide, let me beat three and then smash one in the top bin. No, he's never been... That's just not how he plays. He was like that at Real Madrid. He's now evolved into a everyone else work off me, whip a ball in, and let me get my noggin on it. Practically, well, and like, that's how I see. You can build something around that if they wanted to, and they have the potential to. Just that only problem is when you do that, when the ball gets headed away, you need midfielders to be able to win the ball back to get the you know to, so you can recycle, and yeah. they don't have that. For Which me, you cannot have a good side without no one in the engine room. There is no one in the engine yeah. room. All teams are based on the engine room. Look at um. Well, us, Chelsea, City, yeah. all have world-class midfield threes or twos. Like, for me, it's just look back at Man United. You know, Man United teams of old. You always had a, uh, you always had um, uh, bloody Roy Keane in there. You had Skulls that used to be a bit more dogged. You know, like yeah, Carrick. Carrick, yeah, Pardy swung in the big games. You know, like. Yeah, guys that were going to work for you, do the do- dogged work and, and go from there. And that's the but thing. But these are guys like, that also are good enough to play football too. You know, Paul Skull is probably yeah. arguably the best technical player ever to play in the Prem. Um, not saying he's the best yeah. player to play in the Prem or, you know, best midfielder or even the best of his generation, but best technical player because of what he could do with a ball. But he'd win the ball back for you. And, you know, you had Carrick and you had um, Owen Hartgreaves used to play in there a bit. Um, yeah. You know, Carrick played in a lot of big games. Uh, Pardy Sung, I think, was one of Fergie's go-to in the bigger games when he was there. Yeah, and was. like, Played middle Yeah, and like, these are guys that used to win the ball back and be dogged and just do what needed to be done to grind out a result. Yeah. You don't have that at United. The if the result's not handed to United at the moment, they're not going to work to get it. Yeah. 
There's no green. No, there's nothing. There's they just no roll work. over and they die. They literally rolled over and died against us. They said, all right, we're going to take yeah. it now. And this would this be over in another half an hour, 40, 50, 60 minutes. Look at Pogba's reaction when he comes off the par, when he comes on. Doesn't do much. Yeah. Gets an opportunity to double foot someone and try and break someone's leg. And then he laughs about it. Well, I think that was, I think that was a desperation trying to just show that he was trying to win the ball and then he got it wrong. But because obviously he's given up, he's given the ball away for that Henderson ball. So I think he's just over, over ambitious to to try and make up for it. And he's lunged, and I think Naby gets to the ball. I, I watched it a few times this morning. I think Naby gets to the ball first, and he starts to bring the ball down, which is why the trailing leg goes over the ball. Yeah. I think if if Pogba gets there first, he sends that ball into the stands because it's how hard he's coming. Yeah. But. I'm not condoning the challenge. It's definitely a red oh, yeah, card. Definitely red card. Cleaned him my, up. My big, my big issue with the game is: Do you think United should have had another red? Yeah, there's no way Ronaldo should. I do not pitch. understand that. The commentators kept saying, "Oh no, the ball's there." He tried to kick the ball. No, you still can't kick the shit out. It, of someone it, the ball's the ball. The, the ball is trapped inside the guy's belly on the floor. The whistle is gone. He yeah. knows exactly what he's doing. He knows if I belt the living shit at the ball here, it's gonna hit him. You know. And, and it's not like, yeah. oh, I'm kicking the ball into him. Comes under yeah, reckless. It, it wasn't like he was kicking the ball into him. It's because the ball's up against his body. I could put maximum force into here. And then when they look at it, oh, no, I'm trying to just play the ball. No. And it's how he swings. It's not like it's like he's trying to win the ball or whatever. He full-on launches into it. For me, it's as bad as, yeah. what's his name, MacArthur's challenge on Saka. Only problem is, is that the guy's yeah. full-on kicked Saka in the back of the shin. Ronaldo knows exactly what he's doing. And he's lying somewhere. I could not believe that VAR did not intervene and say, hey, have a look at this. You know? Yeah. Because it's careless, it's dangerous. For me, for me it's one of those. It ticks all those boxes. For me, it's careless, dangerous, intent. Intent. And he knows exactly yeah. what he's doing. Like, for me, you know how quickly, I know that they've had a poor first half and it's probably what's coming to the referee. Ah, they're 4-0 down here. 3-0 down here. Just let it go. You know? Give me yellow, don't let it Yeah, don't let it boil over. Oh, you know how quickly I would have been there with my red card out? Straight up, straight away. Go on there. I showed my old man that, right? I tagged him in it, and he goes, and red? And I said, no. And he's been a referee for what? 20-odd plus years? Well, I'm 26, so yeah, he's been a referee for 22 years now. And he goes, yeah, right. That's not a red. You know, my old man. Yeah, I had no idea. I can understand it being a yellow initially and then wanting to consult with VAR to make sure you don't get it wrong. Yeah, but... But I could not believe it. How that's I, not could not, I could not believe that that was. Uh, I'd, lo- I'd love to know what the decision making on that. Was. I would love to know what the like, conversation what, the was. Yeah, I would love to know what the conversation. Yeah, was. what's the justification for that being a yellow? Because it just makes no sense to me whatsoever on how that's not not a red. But I mean, that's probably the one big talking point for me out of out of game. Oh, one big, but one of the bigger ones because imagine if that were down to who knows if who knows if Pogba makes who knows if Pogba even comes on if they're down to 10 men like they might go with someone else or you know they might change system or whatever yeah they might have just they might have just shut up shop and gone oh well we're done now so you know at half time you're 4-0 down you're going we might be able to salvage something where that turned very quickly into um, setting up shop anyway so I hear you I don't know. I don't know what United do moving well, forward. If um, you were, if you were Oli, what would you do? Start getting ready for next week. That's you can't. What else can you do? You can't dwell on it. You do shit. All right, let's move on. And I don't see him sacking him. I would. Look, I I, I, I've got I've got what 
should happen with Ollie right now, right? Is that if he gets through the next 48 hours without the sacking, which I don't know. Um, they will. They won't I sack don't him think yet. they care. They have to stick with him for eight months for the rest of the season and then yeah, tell him thank you but goodbye, right? Not when you've got Zidane wanting to leave and you've got Conte sitting there. I think when you've got Newcastle sniffing and. Yeah, I, I that's, that's the that's my reasoning. Do you just bite the bullet and try and get someone in now and really just the thing is is that try and get, can you get, get someone in now? I feel like Zidane could come in now, not right now, but no. I don't think you will. The only one you could get in right now is Conte. I think, I think I think he's really on his way. And maybe Zidane because he hasn't got a job, obviously either. But I don't know. Do you get Zidane because of the relationship with Varane potentially? That could be. Yeah, you know, it's only small, but. You know, there's in Ronaldo, sorry, as well. So there's already, you know, you're talking two senior players that are have come in this window. You get a manager that's done fantastic things with two of your best players. Is that the smart thing to do? It probably is. It probably you is. Know, if you've you got can proven do it. Three time Champions League. You got a three time Champions League winning manager. I'd be having the conversation. I would. If, if, look, I'd be if talking United to him. If you get the deal done in the next week or two. Yeah, right. Write it out with him yeah, now and then, then I, I would. instant announce. But I feel instant, instant announce. announce thank you, Ollie, yeah. for your time. Et cetera, et cetera. Caretaker. Like, this is like the Newcastle thing, yeah. isn't it? Ollie's that guy that rides the wave, builds the team for someone that's going to come in and go to the next level. And that's realistically that's what Ollie was brought and in to do. That's where they're at now. He's not going to take them any. Yeah, and he can't take them any no, further. No, he can't. He doesn't opinion. know how to take them any further from here. That is at the limit of what I think he is as a coach. He's capable yeah. of. Yeah, and I agree. And unless agree he gets like players in that outperform what he thinks is they're capable of or whatever, then yeah, look, I just don't see how he stays past this year. I understand yeah, that. Understand that they've built well and they finished second last season, but they weren't ever in the title race. Let's be honest, no one was in the title race last year, right? Um, yeah. And all that sort of stuff. But I just don't get how United haven't looked to get in a better manager of someone a bit more quality. And I just don't understand how he would survive after this season. For me, there's a lot of people that said that he should have been sat right here, right now, straight after that. My only thing is that that's a very knee-jerk reaction. Who do you get in? Who takes over? If no one wants to come in, you're left with no manager for the rest of the season. They can still finish four. They can still finish in the top four. That's not a bad year. Yeah. It looks bad because they've just been, been beaten by their fists while I was 5-0 in their own backyard, you know. And look, Liverpool are fantastic, so it should have happened a lot earlier on in our great little side that we had. Like, there's been plenty of games that we should have gone and pumped United in previous to this. So it's about time it's happened. But um, yeah. they need to either... Make a decision, it's now, because Zidane, like, maybe they went, all right, bang, Zidane's on the phone. You know, maybe Sir Alex Ferguson started pulling strings already, you know, behind the scenes. Who knows? Someone started doing something straight away when that result was going on. Who knows? If that's happened, and they can get him in in a week's time, do it. Because you've got enough time to build something for next season. He's got enough time to implement a philosophy, and probably still finish in the four, right? Which is great. If that's not the case, it's not in the next couple of weeks, you've got to ride Ollie for the year. And go, yeah. But yeah. in your back of your mind, if you're the United board and you're the United fan, and if you're Ollie's fan, it doesn't matter if Ollie goes and wins the next 30 games of the season and comes third in the league to, you know, City and City, Chelsea, slash Liverpool, who, you know, get the 90 odd points and they finish on 88 or whatever. Yeah. You just be like, yeah, but the reason, you know, they might, that might save his job, to be quite fair. But 
they got to go, whatever happens this year is whatever happens. This is your last year. This is it. It doesn't matter. Unless you go and win the thing, you know, which I don't think they're doing. They're, they're too far gone. I feel like they're out of it from here, right? I know there's a long way to go, but they're too, they're too the way that they play, they're, they're not winning the Prem, right? Yeah. So for me, unless a manager comes in the next week or so, Ollie gets the year and then he gets the sack. And it's not even the sack. It's mutual agreement to resign. Ollie yeah. will know. Thanks, thanks for yeah. doing what and you've Ollie done. And Ollie gets to leave in a nice little, you know, I'm still, I did okay, and you know, whatever, whatever, right? But if they sacked him right now, he as a as a manager, you know, big red flags, right? A uh, for any future prospects. Secondly, I just worry about who they bring in, and then Newcastle will probably go. Well, who are they going to bring in? We're going to just you know offer them more money. Yeah, exactly. And, who's going to buy? Yeah, it first? and it's going to be if you're a manager. Go to United if things are falling apart. You're working with a bit of an older age squad or, you know, you actually got some good youth there. Uh, I'll take that last bit back. You're working with a squad. Yeah, and you got money. You're working with a squad that's like whatever. Or do you go to Newcastle where you could be the Messiah if you turn that around with the money that is going to be thrown behind that team? I know where I would be going if I, I was think, I think Newcastle's that one step behind though where the squad's not No, it's yet. not. But imagine then, being the manager that goes and turns that one around, that builds that. Yeah, but it's never a, a big manager, a, a massive manager that goes and gets the first job. You know, there's always someone there that's got a bit of background, you know, some risk involved that builds it. And then the next one after that's the one that comes in and puts the final pieces, takes over and, yeah. and really and really drives the change. So that that's how I see the Newcastle one going. And maybe they're, they're shopping in, in different areas and that might help both clubs make better decisions knowing that they're not looking at the same caliber of of manager that's probably the that's the way i'm seeing it but who knows, who knows? newcastle it, could definitely New, me. newcastle could uh could sign whoever they need to sign like i don't know who they sign but well it depends on who the manager is that's the key that's what i meant manager wise uh because there's been so many names oh, manager so many names oh, linked like gerard's been linked lampard's been linked some guy Absolutely some, anybody. Some technical director in Italy has been linked that I've never heard of. Um, reading yeah. that on Sky Sports the other day. Obviously, Conte's been linked. You know, Brendan Rodgers. Could seriously Bre- be Brendan absolutely Rogers anybody. Brendan Rodgers has been linked. It could be anybody. I can't see The only one that hasn't been linked for the Newcastle job that I think would go to United is Zidane. I feel like Zidane's just looked at United squad and goes, that's the sort of team I would work with. Yeah, he wouldn't go. I can't see him. Going I don't see him being that sort of manager. I see him going. United are a big enough team. I can attract people because I'm me. Let's just do it and give me a couple of years and I will win it. Yeah, and that would worry me more than anyone else going to United. To be fair. Yeah, I don't want to reverse into Long, long, long leave Ollie. Ollie can stay there for the next five years for all I care. <laughs> yeah, we know that's not going to. No, we know that's not going to happen. happen but, but it would be nice. Yeah, I don't want to be versing Conte again. I don't want to be versing. Zidane I don't want to be versing. Any, I don't want to be versing any of them because I just know what they're doing. They're good managers, and when you look at Oli and you're like, technically he's a little bit shaky, and yeah. Yeah, but he's never had a job like this though. Like, it, it Last job was sense. Cardiff, like, wasn't it? When they got relegated. No, no, he won the league with Molde, um in Sweden, I think, or wherever that is, Norway. Sorry, Norway. Um, so he got relegated for, with Cardiff. He did. But then he went to Molda after that and had an okay experience out there. But you can't compare um, Molda to, you know to what, Manchester United. You, know, you want to know what um what he needed before this job? It was a job somewhere in a bit of a high reputable division. It doesn't have to be Premier League, yeah. maybe in France or whatever. 
a job where he's done well and excelled at and where he could have refined like himself. Stevie's done with Yeah, it's like a job like that. And like I, I, I liken whatever managers do to what Stevie's doing at the minute because I feel like Stevie's tracking really well. And to be quite fair, that Newcastle job is kind of ready for him. I feel like now as well, by the way. It's whether he's prepared to leave what he's built with Rangers. Maybe he's done all he wants to do at Rangers. Maybe he's brought them a league. He knows he's never going to win a Champions League. Maybe he wants to play Champions League, try and make it to a knockout stage. If that doesn't happen, maybe he looks to try and win the Europa League if they get knocked down. Um, I don't know. But he, I don't, know, I don't know what he wants to do there anymore, but it's the sort of job that I like. Like Vieira's done, you know, he's gone... MLS in yeah, France into Palace and Palace has looked incredible to be quite fair I feel like Palace have yeah. looked like playing some football right proper football and I really do feel like and I've said it a couple of times Palace could do what Villa are currently you know doing and you know what West Ham can do if they get the right signings they are going to be a really good fo- a really good footballing side to watch and they're doing it without Zaha mostly at the moment yeah so I know and imagine Zaha gets that's going that's scary that's what's scary to me. Um, but who knows? I think bringing it back to United, it's they could go so many different no, no, ways. No, no, and that's the I, issue. That's the and issue. the thing is, you don't know if you're a United fan or if you're a neutral looking in what we are. And like, I feel like we do, you know, look at United maybe a little bit more, more than what a neutral does. We look at them a little bit of a light of like they're our fierce rivals. But I try to stay very objective when it comes to United because I personally would much rather have Liverpool United fight for a title than us and City. Or us or Chelsea. Yeah, I right. Agree. I, there's there's I nothing like 0809. Was it 0809 that we could have beaten United and then we probably went yeah. on that run with like six games to go. Yeah, we couldn't we couldn't get you know over the last hurdle in a 110 meter hurdle final. You know, like the, the yeah. last hurdle we just kept falling over time and time again. You know, or you know you, that rivalry there. You know, so Alex coming in and knocking us off our perch. We now had Klopp come in and knock them back off their perch and. I just feel like we need a league or a couple, a few seasons where United and Liverpool fight for it. Fighting, yeah, yeah and like that. that, that for me, it's, big it's the biggest rivalry in the Prem. It's probably the biggest rivalry in world football, right? It's probably the most watched game in world football by the Clasico, and I feel like that's now been taken over because, well, let's be fair, there's no Messi, no Ronaldo, so, ah. Uh, I would much, and, and this is why I like to stay very objective when it comes to United, and I wish them well, which is a strange thing to say. Because I would rather us be battling with United than us not. Because it makes these games matter more. I miss the days where, you know, you had Vidic putting his body on the line, ever trying to lay out Suarez, you know, Gerard getting angry with someone and double-footing him. You know, I miss those days, you know. You know, Neville going in and just being a dirty little rat every two seconds. I miss those days. I really do. We don't get that anymore. And, like, I think that's because United have fallen so far below us now, but there was a period where we were so far behind United. And it's killed that all. Yeah, exactly. And that's, well, that's what happens, though, with football, too, though. But you go, you through, go through cycles, and this is the cycle where Liverpool, City, and Chelsea fight for everything. And, like, don't get me wrong, it's going to be fantastic to watch. Just from a historic point of view, and why I would love to see United do well, is historically, United and Liverpool are the two biggest clubs in, in England, hands down, right? And it would be nice to see them fight, you know, tooth for nail for a full season for 38 games. Yeah, 100%. But I don't think it's going to happen with Oli at the wheel. As much as I would love Oli to stay at the wheel forever and ever and ever, for me, they would have to... No, for me, that's, they're going to have to get Zidane. And if he could do it now, do it now. And get in two midfielders, please. You know, just for the sake of watching United games, 
because as a kid, you used to get up to watch Sir Alex Ferguson sides play. Even as a Liverpool fan, he used to make sure. I used to get up with my cousin and go, you know, no, nah, we're going to watch this because Sir Alex and United play an unreal brand of football. Yeah. It doesn't happen now. And it was, it was a good time to be around too. Like the league was so yeah, strong. Yeah, and even we weren't even... Man United brought the league we weren't, up. We weren't you great. Know, people wanted to come. We weren't great, but we always had Gerard and Torres that would do something, you know. And like produce a magic moment, magical moment. Chelsea and United back in the day were unbelievable. Like that was prime at Premier League, you know, era of football. You know, so Alex and Jose Mourinho, and then you had Arsenal who were good and would chip in. Yeah, Wenger Mourinho was great. Yeah, as well. just like that. That was unreal. But we don't get that anymore. Now we got the Pep Klopp Tuchel era. Um, and like, don't get me wrong, the culture's changed. Yeah, the culture's changed, changed though, hasn't a lot's it? Changed back in the day where you know the Premier League used to have those. Amazing football. It's not saying the footballs of like whatever are like now, but like when I think old school Premier League, I'm looking like it's not the like, same. Like the, the the yellow and the blue ball is the, was it to, you know by Nike? The, the Nike yeah, balls, yeah. the, the red and the red and yeah, white one, the yeah, blue and white one, the yeah, T90. That's the one. Like you miss you miss yeah. those days, and you used to have like you know Morgan Banks, Pedersen, yeah, you know scoring screamers f- and. You know, you used to have always something going on, and I still feel like it definitely this the Premier League Monday highlight yeah, show. That, that was, was the best. best. Like Yuri Tillman is the Morgan Banks Pedersen of the modern era now. Just bangs him yeah. in everywhere. By the way, what a goal! Have you seen his goal? Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, I saw it live or in goal through goal. Oh range, my god! I just forgot about that. It just come back to me. But uh, and I, the other big one actually with Leicester, I forgot to mention this. Yeah, like Pats and Dacker scored four during the week, and then gets. Oh no! Hello, Brendan Rodgers doing Brendan things at the minute. He's been a bit funny, Rodgers. We've we've kind of gone on a tangent, but who cares? Um, yeah, yeah. like unreal. They're looking good. Oh, yeah, I just I love that. Okay, Paul. Weird tangent question. Your favourite non-big club player back in, like, the golden era of Premier League, like, middle 2000s, early 2000s? I'll give you even, like, um, 2008, 9, 10, 11, because I know who I'm going with. Favourite from a smaller team. There's a few that stand out. Um, I mean, the Crouch Portsmouth. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I know that because you went and watched um, that. I saw it live. Um, that that's a big, and then he then he moved to Liverpool. Actually, yeah, then he moved to Liverpool after that. Yeah. Oh, no, no. When I talk about, it, he was at Liverpool for 07 so he moved. He just left Liverpool, and he, that was his first year back at Portsmouth. So he'd already been at Portsmouth, but that was the first year back when I saw him. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Bullard stands oh, yeah, out. What a player. Amir Zaki stands out. The fantasy goat. I've got another um, from. Wigan. I've got another fantasy goat for you. You know who I'm going with, surely. Zigich oh my god, Birmingham, so yes. Big. Yeah. <laughs> Zigich. That Birmingham Oh, side. that was so good. I reckon that, that was Ben Foster was a goal for that side for that year. They, they won the Cameron Cup that year. Yeah, when they yeah, won the Cup yeah, against Arsenal. Um, and then Obafemi Martins yeah. was in that team too, but I remember him I remember him more at Newcastle so do and doing the, doing the backflips every time oh, he scored yeah. was unbelievable Luar Luar is one that comes to mind for me when it comes to oh, backflips yeah. but for me you know who I'm going with right fantasy goat fantasy legend he used to be my team all the time as in throughout high school Robert Snodgrass man just give him a dead bull yeah. give him a dead bull yeah. what a freak I loved him yeah. we could do a whole episode on Premier League Goats oh, and cult oh. heroes, and I know I got a couple of guests in mind. We can. Uh, oh get yeah, oh, that that, that. that would be a mental one. We might say that for an international break. That one, just talking about old yeah. Premier League goats and like 
We'd have to put a, a combined eleven in. Oh yeah, yeah that, 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 all, all that's a pod that I think me, you, I know Dom would probably get into that pod. And Russell, Russell would get into that pod. I reckon Zach. I reckon Russell Zach would get major. into that pod. We could have five or six guys. We could spend two hours talking about that. Oh god, god. that'd be hilarious. That'd be funny. Um, do we have any questions from the chat today? That's the question, Paulie. I uh, well, I didn't put it out because I knew we we're gonna be at length. Uh, today, oh yeah. so I didn't yeah, bother asking. So, boys, this is probably an open invite. Don't wait for Dame and I to put it in the Discord. Just if something pops up, whack it in. We'll timestamp when questions come in and what pod we're up to. and We'll, we'll make sure it goes in there. We'll whack them in the yeah. pod. So that's a, a little lesson learned for today. Just get your questions in whenever they pop into your head. If you want us to talk about it, get them in. And we're back to our routine of Monday Looks pods. Looks likely um, anyway at the minute. Yeah, so it shouldn't be any hiccups over the next few weeks. So... Back to schedule, which is quite nice. This one will be going up uh, tonight. So, once again, Dame, thank you for your Any company. Time, Big right? weekend of Premier oh, League once huge. again. It just feels like it doesn't Five stop. PSG screwed yeah. me over oh, last no, night. I know so that. Well. Don't worry, mate. Don't worry. I hear you. Not happy. Oh, no. Not happy. Anyway, doesn't it matter. It is what it is, mate. Anyway, f- do you want to wrap us yeah, up? Yeah, I do. Um, as always, just a quick little shout out to all the boys in the Discord. Links are down below, obviously, to the podcast where you can go into the Discord. There's a lot of content going out at the moment. I've got my save of Newcastle. I'm already raging. It's typical me. Um, Paul, he's got all this FIFA content. There will be some FM content coming out with Paul as well. So you can find that all yeah, in the Discord. This week. You can find that all in the Discord. Go give, uh, go give the uh, pod a bit of a like as well. And of course, let's. Five star Liverpool score five. Unreal. I'll see you next time. Paulie, end us off. And yeah. Thank you. So, from episode 32, that is a wrap. We will catch you next week for episode 33 of the PD Sports Podcast. And I'm sure it's going to be another big week of sport. Catch you later.